Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Is it great to be back with you, folks? Praise the Lord for your faithfulness and thanks coming out. Uh, thanks for coming out. I can't even talk this morning, Stephanie, but thanks for coming out for this 342nd podcast. And as we continue on with the Psalm 106, so much going on in Psalm 106, and we'll get to that in a minute. But with me, as always, is my friend and uh, my podcast cohort, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, how are you? Doug, I am here by the grace of God. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and the grace of God is uh, is enough to get Stephanie out this morning. Stephanie had, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, man, I'm telling, I'm falling apart. I just want to be up front with you. Uh, you know, I drank one of those Vente lattes today. I got up this morning. I walked 7.2 miles. Got Thanks. back, did some push-ups, did a shower, did some Bible reading I, because, uh, I had a brother with me who was working on the floor. He wanted to get out real early, so I said, I'm just going to do this. But then I went and I got the vente, thinking that would give me some kind of liquid energy, and it did, but it's affecting the back of the throat a little bit, so I want to apologize to you listeners. But here we are, and uh, Stephanie had a procedure done on her veins, a vascular procedure on one of her legs. Continue to pray about that. And When I met Stephanie, I started encouraging her to get to a vascular surgeon because she does have, like me, some vercoise veins that uh, the Lord is using these doctors to take care of. So pray for Stephanie as you hear this, because this is going to be a continued process for her. And just sharing and everything that we share, and I'm going to be doing the same thing next Monday. So um, we just keep on going on with this stuff. It's driving us crazy, but we're just trying to get our legs better. So Stephanie, we have this segment, and I think it's my turn. And mm-hmm. it's that you might be a knucklehead if statement. So I want to say this. You might be a knucklehead if you're the president of the United States and you're giving people beer to go get a vaccine. I just want to say that. I I think that kind of qualifies you as a knucklehead. You make a deal with Anheuser-Busch and you're handing out beer. Folks, there's alcoholics out there. There's people out there that do not need the booze, like all of us. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. I wanted wanted to get that out there. I read that in the paper yesterday. It kind of freaked me out. We continue to reach these new evil lows coming out of the White House. And and uh, so that's all I got to say. I don't know if you want to add to that craziness, Stephanie. I, I, I refrain, but I'm right there with you. Okay. And then food that's right with God. So this has been going on. This has been going on with Debbie and Stephanie. We've all been considering these pit boss uh, smoker grill oven. Well, I've been looking at this one. It's a, a it's an 850. It's a Pit Boss 850, and 820 was the previous generation. I've been looking at them. They're about 500, 599 bucks everywhere, and I really wanted one for Father's Day or something. And I knew I could get 10% off with my military discount at Lowe's, and I kept watching them. Costco had this giant one. You could cook for, like, the 1st Infantry Division with it. But anyway, 
I go to Lowe's the other day to pick up some stuff. I was working on a flooring project with a dear friend of mine, Faithful Florin, a guy named FaithfulFlorin.com or something like that. Jim Apple, he works on uh, pastors' homes and uh, churches and or offerings. He's a good brother. But anyway, um, we went over to Lowe's, and right in the front door, they had it on sale for four forty nine. I thought that was some kind of a picture from God, Stephanie. I said, man, this is a picture from God. This is, <laughs> this is God speaking to me. So I scarfed one up, found out it was 387 minus my military thing. So I went home last night. Folks, I smoked a whole chicken. I cut the spine out, laid that bad boy down, set it on 250, rubbed it down with some olive oil in my patented rub, and uh, cooked that thing for about two hours and 15 minutes, stuck the probe in there to make sure that their internal probe that was telling me the temperature was correct. I went and got my meat thermometer. It was so juicy, juice squirted up above my head. And let me tell you, folks, if you don't think that chicken was right with God, you've got something with your right with God stuff off, man. That food was good. It changed my life, man. I I think I ate a half a chicken last night. So there's food that's right with God. You might be a knucklehead if you get beer to get vaccines. And smoked food off your new pit boss. I think they still have them at Costco, or I know they still have them at Lowe's. Go over there and get one. All right. So, Stephanie, here we are in Psalm number 106, and there's so much going on that we have talked about. And I, I think, folks, I think as we study through these songs of the night and these psalms and we, we learn, the whole goal is to say, you know, there's a bunch of us hurting. There's a bunch of us going through junk life. I mean, this is life. And to take a look at what the Bible teaches us from this junk. And we get to Psalm 106, and we see something going on. We see these people... Uh, Israel, and they're in rebellion, and they're wandering around for, in the promised land or trying to get to the promised land. They're, they're blowing off Moses. They envied Moses. Old Dathan was uh, covered up, swallowed up. Uh, I mean, people are dying. People are all over the place. And uh, the Bible went on to tell us they forgot that God's the, their Savior. They forgot God. How do we forget God? You know, Stephanie, I think that one of the problems we have today uh, is we forgot God. Somewhere along the way, we forgot God. You know, this country was formed 200, what, 30-something years ago, whatever the case may be, maybe 40. Uh, no, not that far. But 230-something uh, years ago, our, our nation was founded. Uh, no, I'm wrong, 44 years ago. I just did the math, 45, it's 21. Where did the time go? But when we got founded, Stephanie, it was in God we trust. It was knowing who our Savior was. It was trusting our Savior. It was stepping out in belief that... Uh, God had our backs. It was as a nation, we were going to be godly. But somewhere during those last 200 and something years, we lost God. Now, this is an unprecedented. Can I tell you, in Psalm 106, this is going on out there with calves and hiding up and covering up. And people are murmuring in their tents. They're complaining to one another. And, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, these young, only the young people ever saw the promised land. That's how bad that is. All those old people were gone. They were doing their murmur, and they weren't showing up as leaders, Stephanie. I think that's why God, why do you think God did that? Well, I think there's that sense in which God has grace for those who haven't, don't know as much. You know, you're, you're judged in many ways according to the light you've received and therefore reject in the, 
generation that God said would not enter the promised land. You know, they had seen the parting of the Red Sea. They had seen God do all of these miraculous things. And yet when it came time to trust him to enter the promised land, they were ready to stone, you know, to kill Caleb and Joshua for daring to say that God was big enough to handle it. Mm. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot, a take, a huge takeaway. You know, when I look at our country, it's easy to get angry with the young people. It's easy to get angry, you know, say they're just not listening. No, no, no. They're listened. They've listened very well. They've learned very well. They've watched the examples of the older generation. It's the older generation killing our country in many ways. Um, it's not, it's not the teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our president's 105 years old. Yeah. There's, you know, it's just when I look at a lot of the people leading the charge for evil in our country, it's not the young people. It's the people age and older. And so the fingers need to get turned at ourselves. That's right. It's what happens when your president's 125 years old. Listen, folks, I know he's 70 something, but I, you know, he's closer to 80 than he is, uh, 75 and you know, so, so you leave and you're on your way to the promised land and all the people who left before they wandered around out there and all the craziness, they never got to see the promised land Mm -hmm. because exactly what Stephanie just said, astute as always, even after having uh, her vein surgery, it's just like, listen, man, these people were messing. They were more messed up than a soup sandwich. They were messing everything up. And uh, folks, I'm going to tell you, we have a responsibility, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are in life, you have a responsibility to serve God in in the midst of our hurts, in the midst of our pains, in the midst of our insanity, in the midst of our crazy nation, in this crazy world, we still have to serve God. We still need to recognize what God did for us and, and what he does for us. And, you know, our God is a jealous God. And uh, we need to worship God. We need to be on our knees. And friends, can I tell you something? A lot of the problems we're dealing with today, a lot of the things we're going through today is because we're not right with God. And uh, and I'm talking individually, not corporately or nationally, which we're not right with God there either, believe me. I'm just saying it starts with us, Stephanie. It starts at that person you look at in the mirror. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to be. So I want to read this, and we'll get Stephanie going. We'll get this thing going here and see where we're at. So we're starting in number 34. Remember, Israel's rebellious. They're murmuring. They're complaining. People are getting swallowed up. They're, they're worshiping calves. They hate Moses. They envy him. They're talking about him. They're bad-mouthing him. Man, it sounds like everywhere I ever worked, it sounds like the last church I belong to, praise God. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them but were mingled above the heathen and learned their works. And they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Oh, my. Yeah, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto the devils and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons, of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they were defiled with their own words and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. Remember, Israel's the inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him 
with their counsel and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. And he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. Thank God for his mercies. Mm. He made them also to be pitied and of all those that carried them captives. Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto the holy name, unto thy holy name, in the triumph and praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say amen. Praise ye the Lord. Stephanie, I'm looking at this, and there's a bunch of junk going on. What strikes you with those last 14 verses or so? Well, I mean, there's a lot of sobriety here. It's, I think, and you know, there's so many ways I can think of our country right now. And um, I think verse, you know, verse 38, I would hope that's a very black and white subject, but obviously it's not for us to be murdering children left and right in our country. Um, but God hates murder, and it doesn't matter if it's before birth or after birth and um it's still the murder of a human life and that's a very sobering thing oh my murdering your kids i mean that's sacrificing to these false gods i mean when whenever did god have you sacrifice kids no children are it's it's like what god loves most satan tries to destroy the most and jesus has a special love for children Oh, he does. He Come hither. Yeah. In his, in his earthly ministry to let the whole world know how much children mean to him. And so it's like Satan is out to destroy children however he can. And I think verse 37 strikes me also because it says that they sacrifice their sons and their daughters unto devils. Oh. And, you know, we can do that today. Yes, in other countries, that's done boldly. Um, unashamedly, just point blank. But as Americans, I'm afraid that even us as Christians, are we sacrificing our children hmm. for devil? Two devils are 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 we bringing them up to love and serve the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength? Are we investing and then pouring into them as we should, or are we just leaving them out there for the devil to have? Because if we are, it's the same idea as what the children of Israel did. Um, just very sobering verses there. Well, it makes you stop. And in, in, in what you just said, I mean, I, I think you probably caught the attention of everybody listening here. This is going on today. People are aborting their children. Uh, they're sacrificing on the altar of humanism. Uh, they're mm-hmm. sacrificing on the altar of liberalism, whatever the case may be. I mean, I think abortion... Uh, is just flat out murder. I know you do too. Yep. I think it's biblical. It's yep. murder, and yep. uh, and and so what we're seeing is, uh, you know, here today is kind of a remake of Psalm 106. Here we are, and I know this isn't the Lord's promised land, America, and things of that nature. But but let me tell you this, friends, we have it made. We have the ability to worship God anywhere we want. But some of us lay on our couches. We have the ability to go to church. Yet some of us lay on our couches. We have the ability to wake up in the morning and, and, and do our devotions and do our Bible reading and listen to some spiritual podcasts or listen to this radio station, this podcast. And we thank you for doing that. But that's, these are choices that we make. And 
I'm encouraged that we're making this choice today. But I, I, I don't think it ends with just this podcast today, Stephanie. I think it, I think it, me, God wants more from us. I, yeah. I, I think God wants more. I think God needs uh, certain to hear and know certain things from us. Our worship, our our prayer, our rejoicing of Him, our joy comes from Him, and we don't go to Him for joy. He is our joy, and we got to put those things into perspective with Him. And when those things are in perspective, when we're worshiping Him the way we should. Well, then we can turn around and we, we start to say, these things are wrong. We're not going to do this. We're not going to hang out with old Dathan over here. We're not going to hang out with these knuckleheads that are doing an uprising against God. I think sometimes we don't understand separation. I don't know how I got here with those verses, Stephanie, but I think sometimes we don't understand that uh, we don't hang around with knuckleheads because we become knuckleheads. And, you know, I have a friend of mine who's a Christian, was as godly as a man you'd ever want to meet. I can't remember the last time that guy docked the doors of a church, maybe 20 years ago. Somewhere along the way, he said, you know, I can watch church. I can watch uh, this stuff. I can do these. This is 20 years ago. He'd watched the televangelists on TV. And then somewhere along the way, he said, I think God wants my wife and I to get a divorce. I don't think God wants anyone to get a divorce. Somewhere along the way, he forgot about church, and uh, he, he replaced his God with NASCAR. He replaced his God with these sports and these different circuits and these different things going on. He replaced God with them. And, and what you say, Brother Doug, what does this have to do with uh, what's going on there in Israel? It can happen to us in 2021. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship decision. It's a de- folks, it's a decision we got to make every morning. Are we going to wake up? Every- is today going to be about God? Is that what today's going to be about in our lives? And if so, have we stopped and prayed? Have we taken the time to look at the Bible and read from the Bible? Well, you've taken the time to listen to a podcast, but if we're going to make this about God and we're, and we're not going to be uh, despising uh, the promised land that God gave us, we're not going to be forgetting God's promises to us, we're not going to envy our religious leaders, our our church leaders, our ecclesiastical leaders, we're, we're going to go to God and find out what's wrong with us. And how do, how do we see, how do we get to the place, Stephanie, where we know how God sees us? How do we do that? Well, I think um, when I look at Psalms, David said, I think it was in Psalm 119, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And the way to have light shed on your path to know whether it's the good path, the wise path or the path of the fool is to not filter God's word through your path, but to filter your path through God's word, to filter where you are in life through God's word, what it says and what it says at face value. You know, I, I, there's so much twisting going on of God's word and that's blasphemous. Um, If you twist God's word to say, you know, that it gives you the right to do things that are in clear black and white contradiction to God's word. There's a clear problem there. Um, So I'm just talking, taking God's word at what it says, and it'll change your life. If it doesn't change your life, then there's a problem. If it doesn't, um, you know, if, if you're in a place where you can read God's word and you read verses that clearly challenge you and how you should live and you walk away and you don't change that's on you. That's, that's, you're making that decision to harden your neck 
And um, God doesn't take that lightly when we bold-faced go against what we know is right or what he shows us in our through his word or through um, preaching or whatever. And, um, yeah, you know, that, that kindles God's wrath as it did with the children of Israel. And that's a scary place to be. Very scary place to be. So, folks, this wrapping this up in a nut, nutshell is we can we can get away from God even when he's taken us out of Egypt, even when he's taken us out of darkness, even when he's we've crossed the Red Sea, even when we've been through all these miraculous, wonderful things, we can get away from God. But remember, all we got to do is follow the light. Stephanie, would you give us just the chorus, just the chorus of a light from heaven to close this up with today? Oh, sure. There's a light from heaven that never dims. The hope of glory, our eyes turn to him. The Savior is waiting to welcome you and share abundant life with you. Folks, he wants to share abundant life with you. God wants to give you all the good stuff. Don't look for the bad. Don't go hanging around the corner. It's blasphemous, Stephanie just said a little while ago, 100% behind it. When we alter God's word, when we alter the way God wants us to live. Hey, listen, we love you folks. We want to help you uh, with your PTSD and stuff. Find us out there on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Thanks for listening. We look forward to talking to you all real soon. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.